the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now, your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Welcome to the Author Idala Power Hour at 6.04 on a Thursday evening live and local here in New York City. We have a police chief on tonight. We have an ambassador on tonight. We have Joan Pelzer decided to show up for work today. That's an amazing, amazing feat. Uh, Sam Bellino decided to come back. Thank God for uh, Alex holding down the fort yesterday. So it is a uh, a busy day. It's a, been a busy week. I will admit it was a little bit of a struggle last week to kind of get out of the summer groove. That last week of August was very like, you know, I don't know. It, it, psychologically, it's like a time to chill. And then when I came back, you know, the first day is Labor Day. And if, if y'all recall last week, y'all, I've been dealing with Georgia all day. Y'all, y'all, y'all. Uh, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. It was like 99 degrees last week. So I was still in that summer doldrums i don't know what the right word is but you know i couldn't just get i couldn't get kick-started and then monday was september 11th and if you you know i don't always go back or often go back i should say and listen to the the shows i did listen last night re-listen because i want to hear arthur at the end um and um but i listened to the september 11th show and and you could hear how emotionally wiped out um i was by the end of that day but I will tell you, um, yesterday and today have been days that have been very, very productive. And that is such a good feeling psychologically. One of the things, and the reason why I'm saying y'all, was there was a hearing today in Georgia. And this affects my law firm. And it affects our client, Mayor Rudolph Giuliani. Um, two of the defendants in that case in down in Georgia regarding President Trump, former President Trump, uh, appeared before the judge, Scott McAfee, who's a very young man. I think he's 32 or 34, which is pretty young for a judge. Um, he has laid out an expedite, expedited trial schedule for two lawyers who are charged, Kenneth Cheesebro, oh, maybe he pronounces it Chesbro, and Sidney Powell. And um, those two lawyers, you have a right under Georgia law to um, a, a speedy trial, and I believe... The trial date now is jury selection is supposed to be on October 23rd. Now, my local counsel down there says jury selection in a case like this will take a very long time, like months, not days or weeks, months. We will see um, what happens. But the judge said he hopes to have a jury seated by November the 3rd uh, to comply with the speedy trial law. So it's about two weeks. 
um, a trial date for President Trump and all of the other co-defendants, including Mayor Giuliani, has not been set. But people are talking about like a year to a year and a half um, from now. And um, my experience in any of these cases where there are so many defendants is that like there's never a trial with 17 defendants. They um, certain defendants will plead out because prosecutors start offering these sweetheart deals. Um, Motions can be filed for severance, saying that trying us together is so prejudicial, maybe because. I'm going to be blaming one of my co-defendants or we believe one of my co-defendants is going to be blaming me and therefore it's not right. It's almost like having two prosecutors in the room at the same time. Um, So, um, and Donald Trump, this is the last case, the Georgia case that's been indicted. It's also a state case and there's, I want to say an unwritten rule because I don't exactly know where it's written, that federal cases take precedent over state cases. So ahead of this case in Georgia, is if you look at it, the first case is the one in New York State, but that will, I think that's already been agreed upon to get pushed back. That's the one by the Manhattan District Attorney. Then there's the case in Florida, which I've always said I think that's where President Trump is in the most trouble because it's the simplest case. It's got nothing to do with freedom of speech. It's got, it basically has to do with non-compliance of a, of a federal order. Um, then there is the Washington, D.C. case. That has to do with freedom of speech, where there some of the co-defendants in the Georgia case are what are called unindicted co-defendants in the Washington case. But there's rumors saying those individuals may be indicted. Boy, I hope not for Mayor Giuliani's sake. And um, then there's the case in Georgia. So I don't see President Trump and Mayor Giuliani uh, going to trial in Georgia if if at all, you know, in a year and change from now. But it'll be interesting because this judge has said he's going to allow cameras in the courtroom, and this is such an advantage to all of the defendants. Obviously, President Trump and Mayor Giuliani included, and the Chief of Staff Meadows, and Mr. Eastman, one of the lawyers um, who represented President Trump, because they're going to get to see all the evidence and in a way and, and how it's presented. So it'll allow us to really um, get a heads up on what's going, what what their game plan is, which is not typical. Um, we are going to come back. There's a lot of not nice things that have happened on the subway over the last couple of days. We're going to have Chief of Transit Michael Kemper on, uh, and he's going to really give us some the lowdown on on what's going on. The 74 year old man was pushed in one of the nicest train stations in the city onto the tracks. Luckily, there was no train coming, but he's in critical condition. Um, my mom told me, and I didn't see it, but a whole bunch of windows on the train, just pure vandalism, had taken place. Um, and uh, Chief Kemper really, obviously, has his fingers on the pulse because he's the chief of the Transit Bureau. And um, then we're going to have an ambassador, a United States ambassador. Next week is um, UN week. So we're going to try to get as many of them as we can in here. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back with a great show. This is Jerry Boyer for townhall.com. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals has issued a stinging rebuke to the Biden administration. The court found that the administration's pattern of pressuring social media companies to censor politically disfavored content violated the First Amendment. 
Musk opened the floodgates when he bought Twitter and released the records showing almost daily coordination between government and social media companies. When the feds and mega tech companies team up against a Stanford epidemiologist, such as plaintiff Dr. Jay Bhattacharya, for speaking the truth, it's time to fight back. The lawsuit, led by Missouri and Louisiana AGs, and the New Civil Liberties Alliance, assisted by an amicus brief from the Alliance Defending Freedom, successfully prevailed over a pattern which amounts to one of the worst violations of First Amendment law in American history. Congratulations to the plaintiffs, their counsel, but most of all to the American people, whose First Amendment rights were vindicated. Are you considering a unique way to enhance your investment knowledge this year? Then sign up today for the all-inclusive Eagle Financial Publications Cruise. Along with our trusted partner, The Money Show, we're setting sail this December to explore some of the most beautiful and unspoiled destinations in the Caribbean. But this is no ordinary vacation. It's a chance to learn from top Eagle Financial experts like best-selling authors George Gilder, Mark Skousen, and others who will be hosting a series of workshops and seminars throughout the trip. Imagine lounging on the sun deck while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals or enjoying a gourmet dinner at the same table with one of our leading financial authorities. This once-in-a-lifetime cruise is a perfect way to combine education and relaxation to achieve your investment goals. This cruise will sell out quickly, so visit EagleFinancialCruise.com today to learn more and to secure your cabin. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. If you're a business owner, imagine getting up to $26,000 per employee. There's still time for business owners to file for the Employee Retention Tax Credit Program. This program is for business owners who continue to pay their W-2 employees during the COVID pandemic. Many businesses qualify and simply do not know it. All business types and industries may qualify. You can claim the credit even if you received a PPP loan. This is a cash payment and not a loan and can be claimed now. The licensed CPAs and tax professionals at DH Tax and Consumer Consulting have been serving business owners across the country for over 15 years. The best part is that until you receive your cash payment, you don't pay us a dime. Our tax credit specialists are available now at 833-ERC-FILE. And your tax payment estimate is quick, easy, and free. That's 833-ERC-FILE to qualify you and your business for up to $26,000 per W-2 employee for free federal aid. Call us now at 833-ERC-FILE. That's 833-ERC-FILE. Arthur Idali here talking to you about Connors and Sullivan. Do you remember when you were young and unafraid and dreams were made and youth was wasted? Well, you thought you were invincible. Oh, I'm going to be fine. Everything's going to be good. I'm going to live forever and ever. I asked my wife today, would you want to know? John, I'll ask you this now. Would you want to know when you're going to die? Yeah, I would. Absolutely. You you answered it that quickly. Oh, yeah. I would want to know so I could have a plan. Yeah. Marianne said no. Really? What about you, Sambolino? Uh, yeah, I should have a plan. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't then know. I could do my bucket list really fast. It's not so... But what if it was like bad news? That it was going to be like in two days? Yeah. Then I'd live that life for those two days really, really well. All right. Now, what if it was like 25 years from now? You think it'd be like a big countdown clock? I may make it a countdown clock and have a little party that? along the way. <laughs> Say it again, Sambo. Who would want a countdown clock? Well, if you know, like, okay, I'm going to die on October 5th of whatever, 2055, 
Like, okay. We should ask the chief. What does he think? Well, let's leave the, let's leave the chief out of this. <laughs> All right, let's go back to Connors and Sullivan because, you know, you think, ah, oh, nothing's going to happen to me. But if something happens to you and you don't have a power of attorney or a health care proxy, it could be a disaster. The state, the courts, they may take over and they may decide your fate for you. So it's an essential to create a power of attorney and a health care proxy as soon as you can when you are healthy. So call Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. They really know their stuff. They've been doing it for 40 years. They'll help you make a plan that protects you. You'll designate who you want to make decisions for you. So call our friends at Connors and Sullivan. They're in all five boroughs for a free in-person initial consultation with a lawyer. Call 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. Listen to AM970, The Answer, on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. Welcome back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour here on Thursday, September the 14th. Uh, it is 616, live and local, and we are so lucky to have Chief Michael Kemper on the phone with us. He is the man who is in charge of the men and women in blue who uh, ride our subways and, and keep us safe down below. There's been... Too many incidents I know that could make Chief Kemper happy uh, underground. I know he's working his tail off to do the best he can. Uh, Yesterday, I think it was on five different train lines. I will tell you, Chief, that I saw police officers, I think three of the five times that I was on the platform. I went over each and every time, um, thanked them. Actually, one of them I was sharing a, a uh, an article that had popped up about the 74-year-old man who was put, pushed on the tracks. That one really bothered me because... At that station, uh, the Hunter College 68th Street station, I mean, Chief, that's like the most expensive zip code, uh, one of the most expensive zip codes in the country. I mean, that's a really nice area. And I don't believe, I don't, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, I don't believe this is an incident that took place at 3 a.m., uh, unprovoked attack. Fill us in, Chief Michael Kemper. Uh Good afternoon, first of all, Arthur, and uh, let me. No Beastie Boys for me this week to start. No this Beastie off Boys for this week. No, I figured you know. I, I, excuse me, he played Stand by Me, and you know I'm one of those people who stands by you. You know, unlike that other guy, Shell. But we'll talk about that later. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so listen, listen. It's busy. It's busy, busy, busy. Um, summer's over. So much going on. Labor Day just passed. School started. But listen, just to talk about what you just spoke about with that incident, and uh, that incident occurred just after midnight. So just just about midnight thirty Tuesday morning, uh, that occurred. And you talk about an unfortunate incident and a shocking incident, Arthur. I, I saw the video. That that incident is captured on video. And let me tell you something, it's hard to watch. And, and I knew the outcome. Uh, and, and it was still hard to watch. Very, very, very unfortunate. But let me give you uh, uh, an exclusive, if you will, you know, right off the press, literally right off the press. Um, and it's, it's still going on right now. Um, uh, we've made an arrest. So let, let me uh, let me say wow. that. So I, I'm sure you you obviously you know about it. I'm sure your listeners know about that incident. You know, we had a 74 year old. Um, who was on the, uh, uh, the platform area at the 68th Street in Lexington Avenue station. Um, another gentleman or a, a perp, we'll call him. Uh, I don't know what you would call him. You could call uh, him a perp. Him. 
Well, listen, I'm, I'm calling him a person that uh, he's a perpetrator. You know, no he's a perp. He's also somebody where uh, he shouldn't be free to be roaming in civilized society. And I'll say that that's probably as nicely as I'll say he's a he's a monster and he deserves to be uh, placed in prison, probably forever for what he did. So he uh, walks over to this elderly male and he pushes him on the track. Fortunately, um, a train wasn't coming in. Uh, and after pushing him, the perp leaves the station. And fortunately, there was an MTA employee not too far away who uh, became aware of this and helped uh, this gentleman uh, off the track onto the platform. But, you know, this guy was taken to the hospital, a victim. Uh, he was admitted uh, and he sustained, you know, some real serious injuries, Arthur, you know, uh, fractures to his body, including, uh, in, you know, damage to his spine. He's 74 years old. And again, terrible, terrible incident. My sincere heartfelt best wishes go to him and his family for a speedy and full recovery. But we spoke about it and we said this was going to be our top priority. And, uh, you know, within two days and literally uh, as we speak, someone's being processed and being charged uh, for that crime. Give the, uh, the listeners an idea of what that individual might get charged with. Well, he's going to get hit with a, a bunch of charges. Um, top charge uh, is, is going to be assault in the first degree. Which author? You're an attorney, a, a criminal defense attorney. That's a very, very, uh, um, uh, you know, strong charge. Uh, oh, that'll be followed by, uh, you know, uh, other charges, but uh, potentially decades, first... potentially decades in jail. Um, Chief, can you give us some um, insight into how you guys uh, cracked the case? Yeah. So th- that that case was was captured on video. And what's interesting is I was reading, uh, and, and this goes into don't believe everything you read or see. Um, there were reports that, the, you know, there were no video surveillance in this train station. And that couldn't be quite, you know, just quite the opposite. There was multiple sources of video. Uh, and that incident was captioned on uh, on video from a couple of different angles. So, you know, almost immediately we had an image uh, of the person we were looking for. Uh, we didn't have a name attached to him, but we had an image. The image was, uh, you know, real good quality from this MTA video. Um, and uh, he was seen... Uh, in Midtown Manhattan this afternoon, uh, and he was apprehended. And, uh, you know, he was nice enough to uh, – I don't want to get too deep into the case. but uh, Okay, no, no, let me no, no problem. Th- I just – you know, it, it's uh, – I had on uh, Paul DiGiacomo yesterday, who I know you know well. Um, yep, yep, good and, man. Uh, very good. You know, he's very good man. And, you know, he was bragging, as he should, about, you know, an 80 – I think an 80 – percent plus, you know, closure rate on violent crimes. Awesome. And it's just amazing. Arthur, I was in the detective bureau. We never spoke about my career. I was uh, 32 years on. I was in the detective bureau for about 10 years of my career. I was the borough commander for Queen South Detectives. I was the borough commander for Brooklyn North Detectives for uh, almost four years, a little over four years. I was the XO with the detective bureau. You know, I did 21 years of my first 21 years out of my 32-year career on patrol. I was a precinct commander of two precincts. You name it, I did it, Right. Never worked a day in the detective bureau. Let me say this. That 10 years in the detective bureau really, really opened my eyes and just gave me such deep, deep respect for what these detectives do and what they accomplish. They are amazing, amazing human beings that, you know, know, just solve crimes and offer closure and, and, and just offer justice to our victims. They speak for our victims. I know, um, this is not exactly your expertise, but one of the things that Paul was telling me yesterday that 
because of the scrutiny police officers are under, it's harder and harder to draft them and recruit them and, and recruit new classes of, uh, of police, NYPD police officers. Is that what you're seeing? Listen, that's a, that's a challenge. And it is not just a challenge, you know, uh, for New York City. That's a challenge nationwide. But look, the mayor, um, you know, gave a, a, a decent contract and rightfully so and, and, and definitely well deserved. So our cops just recently got a pay raise. Um, and uh, that pay raise is, is, is leading to more applicants. OK, so, great. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, it is. You know, it is. I, I again, listen. I, I think police officers should get paid a lot of money. Um, I also I hope you guys aren't going to get mad at me, but I think they should get paid a lot of money. But I also think they should live in the five boroughs. So therefore, we have whatever it is, 35,000 full time kind of police officers. Um, but, uh, you know, they put their lives on the line every day. And what's sad, and I acknowledge this as well, is uh, unfortunately, the job that you guys have. I mean, look, if I make a mistake, Chief Kemper. I get sued. I have malpractice insurance. If I, you know, miss something out and some guy gets, you know, hit on a civil case or a criminal case, I get covered financially by insurance. God forbid you guys make a mistake and some you young cop, you know, pulls pulls the trigger too fast. You know, he so gets indicted. Morning- he gets indicted. He could go to jail. He could lose everything. So many Monday morning quarterbacks, right? Just think about this. Like thinking it's like they're watching a movie or a TV show. We ask our cops to do very, very difficult, difficult work. Unscripted, you know, uh, work that they do. They do. There's no timeouts. We ask them to make split-second life and death decisions. And then people, you know, watch the video or, or investigate this frame by frame by frame. You know, our cops certainly deserve the benefit of the doubt. They do amazing, amazing work. And it's really, really unfortunate when, you know, in good faith, they make errors and people are looking to crucify them. Yeah. And um, now let's get back to the subways a little bit, because Joan just told me that there was a slashing in Grand Central. um, And, you know, again, there's only so many police officers and so many places that you could be. Do you know about this that, that that took place this morning? Yeah, I, I do know about that uh, slashing. You know, we uh, detectives have that case. You know, fortunately, that was a slashing um, during a dispute. It was on a, uh, a platform. It was a dispute. It started where uh, uh, two males, they got into a dispute. It was crowded. The platform was crowded. One bumps into the other. Words are exchanged. Pushing, shoving, and someone took a sharp object out and slashed the uh, guy. The guy that did the slashing off perp ran off. So that case is being actively investigated uh, by detectives right now. There's no arrest as of right now on that. And my mom told me something about um, uh, some vandalism, that they broke a bunch of windows on the W train, I think it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that was um, uh, yesterday. That's a big deal. And, um, you know, check this out. You know, sometime any, anywhere between, I'm going to take you to Tuesday, uh, midnight-ish to about 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night on Tuesday. Someone or some people, uh, and again, this is a top priority of ours. We're going to find out who did this, and they're going to pay a heavy price. Broke windows. Um, 97 uh, windows on trains they broke. Uh, could you imagine, you know, primarily affecting the, the yellow line, the N, the W, the Q, a couple of other lines. But what that did was not only inconvenience tens of thousands of riders because these trains had to be put out of service for the AM rush, 
but it costs it's going to cost the MTA you know in the hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, to to repair and and, and you know so stupid it's just such windows. a such a waste um, before I have to let you go, Chief, I wanted to ask uh, my man, Matt Sambolin over here, who I call him Sambolino. But uh, Matthew, tell uh, to Chief about your, the call you got from your brother just a moment ago. Well, so, he, he, doesn't ha- he doesn't have to, Arthur. You don't think uh-huh. I got my thing expressed? Let me, let me tell you what I know. and then uh, we'll <laughs> Exactly. So, so this, is, this is also right off the press also. And, and this is, uh, uh, this is um, uh, indicative of what's going on in the Transit Bureau this year with our uh, – quality of life enforcement and, and coming across weapons and people with warrants. Let me talk about Sergeant Derek uh, Sambolina and, and Officer Ramirez in District 33 in Brooklyn uh, just uh, just a little while ago uh, at the Chauncey Street stop on the J line. Uh, they stop a guy for a quality of life violation. Guess what? He's carrying a 380 caliber on him to face and he's 23 years old, the perp. So listen, great job by Sergeant uh, Sambolin and and uh, no, we call Ramirez. him Sambolino. We call it Sergeant Derek Sambolino. We're changing his name. <laughs> right, well, Sam, you know, I call him a hero, and I call him, uh, uh, you know, the great. Uh, listen, we had a stop before. Um, we stopped the guy before for uh, fare evasion. Just today, the guy stopped. We run his name. He's wanted for attempted murder. He shot someone. He's the trigger puller who shot someone back in February in the Lower East Side in Manhattan. So all of this fair evasion enforcement, all this quality of life enforcement, we're coming across weapons that could be used to hurt people, kill people. We're coming across bad, bad people. And ultimately, we're making the subway system safer for our riders. And that's our goal. Chief, before I let you go, Joan needs to pipe in. Go ahead, Joan. Of course I do. I have to talk to my favorite chief. So... You and I talked about this. There are so many people kind of losing it on the subways. There was a woman who uh, punched a strap hanger who elbowed her by accident sitting down. Is there What can we all do to prevent things like this? Because I hear about this every single day. You know what? And every single day we get involved and we arrest people for assaulting people and committing crimes on people. And every single day we find ourselves arresting the same people over and over and over again. Let me give you a note. Let me just tell you something. I say this all the time. Our arrests are up this year in the subway system. Our quality of life enforcement is up dramatically. We have just about 3,500 more arrests this year versus last year at the same time. Just more. In the last 10 days, we've gotten seven guns out of the subway system before they could be used to hurt someone. This year, we're up 45, almost 45, 50% in gun arrests. We're up dramatically versus uh, pre-pandemic years. So listen, your cops are working hard, probably harder than ever, smarter than ever. And their hard work is paying dividends. We're down in crime, 70 less crimes. And again, it's the incidents like what we started off with, you know, that are so, so unfortunate and, and, and disturbing. And it also, and, and understandably so, it's shocking, but that's what really overshadows really all the progress we've been making this year in relation to crime reduction. I truly wish those incidents never, never occurred. But to say the cops aren't making arrests and, and, and not taking enforcement action uh, is absolutely 100% wrong. 
I love it. I love it. Chief Kemper, thank you so much. Thanks for finding the time. I know how busy you've been. I know how hard you're working. And uh, just know that everyone at the AM 970 uh, family, Kevin McCullough and Joe Piscopo and Mike Gallagher, uh, and everyone who works on their shows, you know, we all, we all, we all, we all really, really, really appreciate it because we're riding the trains, we're riding the buses, we're walking the streets, and we need you guys. And I told your cops yesterday, I think it was on the 36th Street platform in Brooklyn, New York, I said, you have no idea how much better you make all of us feel when we see you standing here. And he said, thank you so much. Hey, listen, Arthur, thanks for your kind words. I'm going to call Sergeant... Uh, Sam Bellino right now and, and thank him for his uh, tell him we were bragging about him on the radio alright Chief Michael Kemper every Thursday here on the Idola Power we're so lucky to have him I owe him a drink at Pippins and uh, we're going to take a quick break we're going to come back with an ambassador yes a real ambassador I'm excited don't go anywhere be right back Tonight, coming up on Radio Night Live, Kevin McCullough on Legal Night. But since I'm not a lawyer, I need some legal expertise. Therefore, retired Judge George Grasso, who's running for Queens District Attorney, will join us to talk crime in the Big Apple. See you at 7. This is Dennis Prager. Sign up today for an unforgettable experience in Israel this October. Mike Gallagher and I are traveling to the Holy Land on the Stand with Israel tour with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. This trip of a lifetime to Israel is one you don't want to miss. Register today before it's too late at Stand with Israel Tour. Dot com, StandWithIsraelTour.com or call 855-565-5519. 855-565-5519. AM 970, the answer doesn't have to stop when you turn off your radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Download the app. Just search AM 970, the answer. Take us with you wherever you go. Feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill, wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it, and we want to help. We're Salem Surround, and when it comes to marketing, consider us your personal move-you-forward company. In a recent study, we found that 53% of local businesses were classified as novices when it came to designing, implementing, and managing their marketing needs. And that's where Salem Surround truly shines. We're a full-service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be. Let us give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and what your competition is doing. Our digital sales and support teams are the best in the industry and deliver customized personal service that's second to none. If you're a local business and ready for the next step, Google Salem Surround New York right now. Our experts are ready to help you take your marketing to the next level. Google Salem Surround New York today. 
My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna & Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. Have you been injured in a construction site accident? Have you fallen from a scaffold, ladder, or height while on the work site? If the answer is yes, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. In most cases, the law in New York favors you as the plaintiff if injured in a fall while working on someone else's property. It is important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bertuna and Cammons at 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at idalalaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Cammons, fighting for justice, fighting for you. And it is time to talk about our friends at Plaza College. Yes, Queens, New York. That's right, Queens, New York. That's where Plaza College is. And, you know, their school of court reporting has turned out so many valuable members of the world of the law. Because we need them. We need them. In, in the office here last week when we were doing depositions, there were court reporters. When I was uh, in court yesterday, there were court reporters. They're in such demean, d- demand, not only in the courts, but in schools, television stations. The All of these entities need these professionals to record and caption everything from depositions like they were, courtroom events, classes, live shows, sporting events. And, you know, there's a national shortage of court reporters. So if it's September and you don't know what to do, well, get your butt on the horn. Call Plaza College. Go on their website. Send them an email and sign up. But if you want to test the waters, you want to dip your toe in, the National Court Reporters Association has partnered with Plaza to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. That's right. So you can even figure out if you want to do it by taking a test run for free. That program is called A to Z, and it's being offered and can be completed from the convenience of your home. So sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info, I-N-F-O, at plaza, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. You need cool air, Little Zeppelin there, huh, uh, Sembolino? Yeah, why not? Uh, well, why don't you tell me why? Why are we playing Led Zeppelin? Well, I have a good reason why we are playing Led Zeppelin, because during a U.S. tour, Led Zeppelin appeared at Berkeley Community Theater in Berkeley, California, where countless major acts have appeared there as well, including some I'll play later in the show. But some big names are Jimi Hendrix, The Who, Van Morrison, The Kinks, Bruce Springsteen, Genesis, Elvis Costello, The Clash, Iggy Pop, and wow, David Bowie. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, all right, names. all right. I get the point. I get the point. I get the point. Well done. Well done, Sam Bellino, once again. And congratulations to your brother. That was a... Great news that he made that arrest, and he's keeping New Yorkers safe. And getting guns off the street, especially in the subway, uh, is really, really very important to us. Um, All of us, not only those who live here, but those who are visiting here. So I am very happy because 
I don't know. This is like I, we, we count shows around here. So I don't know. I'm on 408, 409, something like that. 403. I don't know. Whatever Sam Bellino 404. says. 404. There we go. Um, and this is the first time, unless Sam Bellino corrects me if I'm wrong, I have an ambassador. Um, and it is a very special ambassador. Correct. It is uh, the ambassador from Somalia. And um, it's the U.S. Somalia Business Council. And it's Ambassador Id Bedel Mohammed. Sir, welcome to the show. My name is Ambassador Eid Badal Mohammed. I'm a former Somali ambassador to the UN in New York, concurrent recover of Washington, D.C. I'm glad I New York, New York City. I'm looking forward to talk to you, Jeff. Okay, well, you're actually going to talk to uh, a man who needs no introduction on this show. So I'm going to give you the microphone. You're not shy. I think you even hosted this show once. So go ahead. You take it away. Uh, thank you, Artie. Great to, uh, great to be able to bring my... My guest, who uh, I was actually a month ago, he was my host in Mogadishu and in Kismayo in, in Somalia. We really had some amazing meetings uh, kicking off this U.S.-Somalia Business Council, which is not just an organization on paper, but the goal really is to partner American businesses with the people of Somalia. And Somalia has been getting billions of dollars in assistance from the U.S. and from a lot of other countries over the last 30 years. And now they want to shift. They're ready they're ready to shift from assistance to investment, to doing business. And, uh, and so we found some, some tremendous opportunities over there. We're very excited to, to partner. And uh, Ambassador Mohammed is here now with the, in, in advance of the, his prime minister's visit. Uh, the prime minister's coming next week for the opening of the UN General Assembly here in New York, along with a couple hundred of his uh, fellow uh, heads of state and heads of government. And so we wanted to make sure that, that uh, Americans start seeing Somalia not just as a, a charity case, but as a business partner. And uh, even as China is making inroads all across Africa, even as Africa is now what I call the coup of the month club, since we've now had Niger, we've had Gabon, uh, have both uh, had, had coups in the last two months. And uh, U.S. influence is challenged in a lot of places. Somalia, I like to say, is on the up escalator. Somalia is every day getting more secure, getting, getting better stability economically and socially. And Somalia wants to do business not with, with China and not with Russia, but with the United States. And uh, Ambassador Mohammed, why don't you tell us why, why Somalia is important and, and what the Business Council can achieve? Well, it's important because of its location and it is resources. Uh, it located the Red Sea and Gulf of Aden. Uh, it located the corner of Horn and Africa. Uh, it has larger resources deposited in Somalia nowadays. Uh, it's 20 million population. Most of the generation, the population is very young and has a lucrative business. And our intention is to create a business partnership with the United States of America, bringing American companies, American investment, to not only Somalia but also to the region because now the global competition is now on the continent of Africa. Many countries are coming to Africa trying to invest in Africa and to recruit and capture the African market. In 2050s, Africa will be the largest market in the world, the largest uh, young generation and the largest resources deposit in, in, in the world. So. The next frontier, next frontier of uh, uh, economy and business is now in Africa, and Somalia is the key. Somalia is the gateway to Africa. Uh, it links between Middle East and Africa, and has, has a huge market. The population 20 million, 
and we have almost another 20 million scattered uh, in the region. Uh, nowadays, we have the largest oil and gas deposit. We have the largest coast in Africa, which has potential uh, blue economy, fish and other resources. Uh, and Somalia is it's a key if you if you look into Africa and its frontier. And the reason we established U.S.-Somalia Business Council is to attract American companies and to find market for the American companies in competition with China and other countries. Uh, America is a brand everyone wants, but nowadays America should realize that the world is no longer the way it is. And if you want to, to invest in Africa, it should do now and start Somalia and other regions in the country because otherwise China and other countries are dominating global market and investing heavily in continental Africa. So it is the time American companies to be realistic and come and invest and, 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 and capture the huge market in, in the continent of Africa and in Somalia. I know that Somalia is still sort of building back up, right, from the last 30 years, from civil war, from, from uh, terrorist-held uh, uh, areas. And uh, there's a military operation right now in parts of Somalia to, to go after the final, uh, sort of a final cleanup of these uh, terrorist holdouts. And the economy is not entirely, uh, you know, it's not, it's not like uh, Germany or uh, Switzerland yet. So what are the kinds of investments, what are the kinds of business opportunities that are available within the next couple of years? Oil and sector. We already have given American company concessions for seven blocks. We're looking for another oil and gas companies in America to invest in Somalia. Energy sector is very important, oil sector, and agriculture and fishery also. Uh, and the infrastructure, you see that America is committed on Somalia nowadays. It has huge presence of uh, security assistance in Somalia. Now we shift into economic and financial sector as well. So the key sector now is the energy, oil and gas sector, as well as uh, fishery and agriculture and, uh, and the infrastructure. So uh, electricity, water, and other uh, sectors are the key. But the, the key sectors that then Somalia needs is the finance, energy, agriculture, fishery. These are all sectors that have potential for Somalia. And now there are a lot of Somalis here in the United States, and there are some Somalis who have now returned to Somalia from the United States or from other Western countries. How many, about how many Somalis live in the United States and, and raise their families here? First of all, let's, let me make it very clear. First time we have the closest ally of U.S. government in now in, is in power in Somalia. President Hassan Sheikh Mahmoud and President Hamza Adabra. They are two leaders who are committed to have a strategic relationship with the United States. They are very close to the United States and they work very closely with the government of the United States. That's number one. Number two, we have large Somali-American communities. The Prime Minister is coming to the U.N. He will address General Assembly on the 23rd. The opening session is 19. He will meet President Obama and then we'll spend five, six days crisscrossing in the U in, in New York, meeting ha another head of state and government, and then we are heading to Minneapolis, possibly on Sunday, 24th, to meet Somali-American community. The Prime Minister will meet them and discuss them. On the sidelines, we'll meet U.S. officials uh, from uh, State Department and other uh, U.S. governments in New York. So uh, in the next week, we'll be busy for the Prime Minister Hamza Abdebarre and his delegations. And then we will head to Minneapolis, the largest Somali-American community in the U.S. Ambassador, I have a quick question for you. Um, and I want to thank my partner here, Shai Franklin, for, for chiming in here and, and running things. But I, I, as the same case with New York, my, my last guest was one of the police chiefs here in New York. What is safety and, and safety concerns like 
in Somalia. And what about health concerns? Are people healthy there? Is everyone, is the medical system good enough? And, and in terms of if I jumped on a plane tomorrow and I flew to Somalia with my wife, how am I doing? Well, in terms of safety, we are recovering. The country has gone through uh, some difficult times, but nowadays, for the last six, seven years, it's recovering very well. Thanks for the American assistance, American security assistance in Somalia. We have presence of American soldiers who have trained Somali soldiers uh, well, and we are jointly defeating terrorism in Somalia. So the safety and security is, is going very well. Uh, Shai was recently in Somalia. We invited him. He spent us one week crisscrossing Somalia, capital city of Mogadishu, and then went to the south, uh, Kismayo, Jupilani State. So I think he, Somalia is more safer than before now. In terms of health and security, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good? It's all good. It's all good. Shai, what do you think? It's all good? Well, I, I have a lot of shots from, from when I was younger, so uh, I don't need any extra shots to go to Somalia. But I did look up there. The COVID the situation seemed to be pretty good before I'm I went. I'm, I I'm not worried about COVID. I'm worried and, about things uh, that can kill you. I, you know, look, a lot of the infrastructure was, was devastated. When, when the ambassador says infrastructure, it means many things. I, I didn't get to a hospital there. Um, certainly for Westerners, you know, in a lot of countries, there's a different uh, level of uh, health care that's available. I wouldn't recommend it as your second honeymoon destination yet. Uh, first of all, there, there aren't really luxury no, it's hotels an emerging, on the beach. It's an emerging yeah. economy. It's an emerging place. So I was, I was safe, you know, within there's sort of a secure area in the center of Mogadishu around the airport. And my hosts provided additional security for me when I, when I needed it to, to go certain places. All right. Well, Ambassador, I'm out of time. But I want to thank uh, Ambassador Mohammed from uh, Somalia for coming in. And uh, have a great week here in New York. I hope you're nice and safe here in New York. And uh, I hope we see you soon. I'm glad I'm back to New York. I spent in New York 17 years ah. as an ambassador of Somalia to the UN. Let me guess, you lived in New Rochelle. Yeah, I lived in New Rochelle. Oh, maybe Yonkers a little bit too? Yonkers. Yeah, wonderful. <laughs> Great. That's what, you, that's what you call a pre-interview. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break right now, and we're going to come back and talk a little bit about a little bit more about the law when we come back right after this. Hi, Kevin McCullough. The International Travel Show is coming October 26th through the 28th at the Javits Center, New York City, titled Your Travel Hub. Open to the public on Saturday to explore vacation options from around the globe. Great destinations from Brazil to unique places in the state of New York, New England, Europe, even South America. Join the fun and participate in some of the most compelling travel sessions from the travel industry's best-known personalities, from Darlie Newman to Pauline Fromer. Take a minute and check in with Travel and Leisure Go to consider travel deals and discounts at a wide range of destinations, hotels, airlines, and car rentals. For more information and tickets, go to www.nyinternationaltravelshow.com. That's www.nyinternationaltravelshow.com. That's www.nyinternationaltravelshow.com. And let's talk about our friends at Bay Ridge Honda, the Sabah family. They've been there for six decades, starting with Daddy, and now it's down to his son. Bay Ridge Honda is kicking off the full season by saving you $1,500. That's right, $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease and purchase your next car with Bay 
Ridge Honda. They have been the Sabah family-owned and operated dealer for over 60 years, serving all five boroughs. You go there now, you can browse from over 200 new Honda vehicles and over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True Program at their 2022 President's Award-winning dealership. And right now, you get 0% APR financing and zero down payment on select new 2023 Honda models all month long. Plus, receive $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease when you purchase your next car with Bayridge Honda. And even if you don't want to buy a car from Bayridge Honda, they'll buy your car from you. So visit Bayridge Honda at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn or online at BayridgeHonda.com. That's BayridgeHonda.com. These deals are available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details. This sale ends September 30th, 2023. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970. The answer. Meet you downstairs in the bar and hurry. Your rolled up sleeves in your skull t shirt. Where do you go Thank you. on the cruise the other night uh jerry crowley made a little joke that i was going to be representing the guy who escaped from prison down in pennsylvania um you know they caught him yesterday yeah with a dog um he's pretty bloodied up the the kid that they caught say it again joe he deserves it. he's a joan says he deserves it what i was and uh, you know it's so funny because there's a group of friends i hang out with and they say, and, and many people on the station, and they say, wow, I am so far to the left. I'm a lefty, left, left, left. And then there's other, <laughs> so the group of people I hang out with, they say, oh, I'm far on the right, 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 right. So if you go on my phone and you look straight across, it's the New York Post, the Wall Street Journal, the Daily News, and the New York Times. Like that's my, and then I, I get Politico and I get Cranes. So I'm trying to, you know, just read a little bit of everything to keep my views diversified. Um, what I didn't like when they caught this kid, look, I'm very happy that obviously a perpetrator got caught who went out. What I did not like, and I didn't know if it was me, I didn't like the photograph. They, Joan agrees. They take the kid, they put him in the middle, and there's like, I don't know, 20 SWAT guys around him. And I'll be honest with you, like, I, I wouldn't be bragging. Like, okay, they got 25 guys who are like, and a dog, who are totally trained, uh, and they're the best of the best to catch some kid who's running bare, literally barefoot through the woods. Like, okay, cool, you caught him. But, you know, it's not like he got that, you know, it's not like getting Osama bin Laden. It's not like getting uh, Saddam Hussein. You got some kid who doesn't know anything and and yes okay he knows enough to climb a wall if you watch the video online arthur does so my son like does this wall climbing thing and so does julianne and my niece but i don't know something it just didn't feel right in my stomach when i saw that picture and either later that day or the next day there was an article in the new york times now of course that's the lefty newspaper right if we're going to play these silly games left right games that said there were people who were disturbed by that photo, but that it's a photo that's common in war 
Uh, and a lot of these guys, I guess, have military background. And this wasn't war. As I said, this is a, this is tracking down an escaped kid who outsmarted them for two weeks. Uh, you know, was able to, to hide for two weeks. So, whatever. I mean, again, I'm very happy that he was caught. I'm very happy nobody got hurt. Congratulations to the dog. And I say that sincerely because uh, I think the dog was the one that ultimately got to the kid. But I, I, I didn't like the... Um, I didn't like the whole uh, photograph thing. Like, like I don't know. It, it was almost like they went hunting and they caught, you know, uh, the, the the deer and here's the antlers on it. Hunter Biden gets indicted today. Um, yeah, that's a very interesting case. I haven't studied it, but uh, because typically when you have a, a disposition, when I say typically, I mean 99% of the time, a judge approves it. And in this particular case, the judge didn't approve it. And the prosecutor now had to go in, the special prosecutor, to indict him. You know, is this like a tit-for-tat thing? Okay, we went after Trump. Now we're going to go after Biden. And, and you know, I'm not saying it's that, that this case may be stronger than all four tr- Trump's cases put together. I'm not opining on that. But this is just not good for America. I mean, it's just not. We're going to try to knock out our political. We're going to use one branch, the judicial branch, against the uh, executive branch or people who are trying to be the head of the executive branch, that being the presidency, you know, while Congress kind of sits around. And, and now Congress is opening up an impeachment against Biden. This is not cool. Like, this is nerve wracking stuff. And it is really going to put that document written. Centuries ago, now to the test, and, and how is you know how is the constitution? How is this all going to hold up to the constitution, to the law of the land? Um, in a lot of ways, you know, Chief Justice Roberts and those nine justices have a lot of juice um, because everyone in the executive branch who's being prosecuted by the judicial branch and and then impeached by the legislative branch are all saying we're going to go to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court's going to decide this, whether or not that actually can happen logistically based on the rules of uh, criminal uh, criminal procedures, civil procedure, the rules governing Congress and, and impeachment. Who knows? But um, it's scary, man. And, you know, when you study this stuff like I have in college, I studied it. I actually studied it in high school, college, law school, obviously the DA's office and then in private practice. We are putting things to the test. Times like this, I definitely miss my friend Justice Scalia just because I would definitely be hanging out with him and drinking some wine and, and picking his brain. And, you know, that's a real judicial scholar. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, we will be back tomorrow. We will be um, live. We'll be local. Um, I'll, I'll either be with Sam Bellino in downtown Manhattan or I'll be right here on 45th and 5th. Um, I hope you have a great Friday. Work hard. It's still a work day on Friday. Forget this work from home stuff. We'll talk to you tomorrow night, 6 p.m. on the Idala Power Hour. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.